Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Ask Broman episode, I think. Yeah, 42. We made it. It is episode 42. It is a beautiful Sunday, February 11th. It's about 10 a.m. And we are joined today by uh, by video game industry rock star Hamish Bode. What's up, Hamish? That is that is the nicest intro I've ever had. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing great. Uh, for people who don't know you, can you give them like a brief synopsis of what you do? Definitely. It can be a little bit confusing. So uh, my name is Hamish. I am a senior community developer at Massive Entertainment, uh, which is a Ubisoft studio. Um, some people may know me from the Division stuff. I've been working on the Division since before release. And right now I'm working on a new thing, uh, which is called Engon right now. And uh, we can clarify that a little bit maybe today. No, yeah, sure. So no, go ahead. Uh, can you, one of the things I'm sure everyone is going to be curious about is you have mm-hmm. a, a relatively senior position at a, at sure. a studio at this point. And mm. uh, what's interesting about it is it is not, um, it's not like in the practical side, right? Like it's not coding. It's not. No, artistic no, it's design, not. graphic design. It's community growth or and management. So how yeah, did you yeah. how did you progress through your like career to get to that point? Oh man, I'll I'll try and give you like the the cliff notes version. Yeah, cliff I, notes. Uh, Take as long as you want, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So I mean, I after high school, I I went to to music. I I just did a music degree. Well, okay. I, when I say I did a music degree, I went to jazz school and I dropped out after two years. Okay. Um. <laughs> Respect. So I'm not the best person to, uh, not, well, I don't know if respect is the right word, but um, <laughs> uh, I dropped out of jazz school. Um, the band I was in at the time got a record deal. Um, we did that for a while and then I left that. Um, during this time, I was doing a lot of graphic design and all that sort of thing, um, earning some money on the side. Um, and then I had a slew of jobs over a few years in the advertising industry, also in the 3D visualization industry. So I used to make 3d models of wind farms and that sort of thing okay um i've done a lot of random shit to be honest uh same (laughs) yeah right and then um i did some digital producing um made some websites for like actually now i realize this is bad but for the weinstein group uh we did like a stream for website and that sort of thing all right um but that was uh my last way back in the day you obviously didn't (laughs) know shit about shit I didn't know anything. You sound incredibly right. removed from the situation. Let's move on. I did. I mean, I was. I, this was back in New Zealand, so I was geographically removed too. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that was my jam. And then that was kind of the last thing I did before um, before leaving New Zealand, and I moved to Southern California. Um, my partner and I were like, "Let's get out of New Zealand." And I got a job at Blizzard. Actually, no, I got the job at Blizzard, and then we then we left. Um, I spent a year at Blizzard before I realized it wasn't for me. Um, and, uh, I stayed there for in total 18 months before we found this new opportunity in Sweden. And I've been in Sweden working at Massive since 2013. So just before the announcement of the division. So it's almost five five years, years. man. Yeah. Wow. That is nuts. So you made your way from New Zealand to Sweden. Yeah. Via (laughs) Irvine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I, that something, something I've, I've, talked about a lot in my life is I've always chased opportunities and in, in a very similar way than you or as mm-hmm. you like geographically like I was always willing to move yeah, if right. it meant um you know oh well you know if I move here there's just this great opportunity for me or maybe mm-hmm. this is going to be the thing you know and that's how I ended up living in you know Tennessee and Indiana and Puerto Rico and 
uh, you know, like five different places in St. Louis. Like it was, uh, it was always yeah, right? chasing the next opportunity. And I think, I think that's, that's really cool. What a, I think like, it's something, yeah, path. you gotta, you gotta do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people have this, this mindset that, you know, home is always where you're born. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, and, and, and we do this thing where we stick around in those spots, but I, I think it's really important to kind of be aware that that's just a geographical location. It doesn't really matter where you are. Um, but it's more mattering, like using those opportunities to do what you do because everywhere is just a place. Right. And yeah. there's all, there's people there and there's opportunities everywhere, but, uh, I think it can be limiting to just think that you always have to be in one spot. Um, yeah, I no, I can, I completely agree with that. This is this is something we haven't really talked about on the podcast mm. before, so I'm like really happy that you're you're on, and I'm realizing this. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's really hard to step out of uh, where you're from and where you're at, right? Well, 100. Like, it's always it is it is not an easy task to to leave what you know and what you're familiar with. Um, mm. You know, even. Um, I'll use the most recent example in my life. You know, I've lived everywhere. I've had a different address every year since I turned 18. Um, And once we eclipse the 18 18 month mark in my current home, it'll be the longest I've lived in a single location um, Mm -hmm. since I've become an adult. Nice. Which is moving sucks. So uh... (laughs) moving sucks. Yeah, no, that's more that's more of a moving sucks thing. But it was always chasing opportunity. Um, But as far as leaving home. you know, my wife, Amy, had always lived very close to where she grew up sure. um, and moving out here to Florida was like the first big change for her. And it was it was really difficult. And watching her go through that for me was was hard because I kind of knew it was it was coming and you never really know how it's going to affect you. But after that first year, that that first 18 months, you really realize what it is. And I think this is the big the big upside to all this is you get so much freedom when you move away from your home because you're not held down by any of the emotional baggage any of the relationships 100%. any of the attachments um you know you lose a lot of the positives but you lose a lot of the negatives like all of us have relationships right. that we dislike mm. family members that we don't want to see uh so i just take it from me and hamish you should move move mm. out of your house when you turn 18 <laughs> go live somewhere else for a little while even if it's, it's for scary. two years, it's like hitting a fucking reset button on your on your your relationships with your family. You know, when I moved away from St. Louis and then I moved back, my relationship with my parents was completely different um, because yep. it's like, uh, I don't know, for them, it's like a wake up call. I felt like like, oh, shit, he's not going to be here all the time. Like, let's <laughs> make sure we finally appreciate the time we get with our kid, um, you know, instead of just being like you know, bogged down in this stupid day-to-day bullshit. Um, so I'm sure that the podcast is hundred percent as Hamish was expecting it so far as we we're talking <laughs> about family relationships, but no, uh, it's, it's, one, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I think yeah. you're totally right. We had a very similar experience when we, um, we left New Zealand. I mean, cause New Zealand's basically in the middle of absolutely freaking nowhere. Right. You it's have very um, difficult to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You have all of this and it's, I don't know if baggage is the right term, but you have, mm-hmm. Um, all of these relationships or these expectations of what people think of you or, yeah. or how you are. And uh, like you say, it's this, it's this huge reset button when you move away. And, and it, it can be scary because, you know, you, you have all these relationships that you need to maybe um, frame differently. But uh, it's, it's this really awesome opportunity. I mean, for us, that came in the form of like, you know, um, we, we were kind of starting to investigate if we wanted to 
we, we stopped eating meat and we were like, oh, you know, we want to do as much as we can for that. And we were like, oh, we, we want to be vegan, but our families and stuff, it's really hard for them and all those sort of things. I got it's you. like, oh, <laughs> this big thing. And we moved to America and we were just like, dude, I mean, there's, there's nothing holding us back from doing anything. And that's just a small example, but, you know, maybe it's for someone... Uh, I don't know. We're talking about content creation a lot on this, this channel. Well, no, but we talk about we talk about whatever we want. I think that you actually brought up a really great thing, uh, and I, I wanted to get to that eventually um, mm. because one of the things that impresses me the most about you, aside from the fact that you've you've had this senior position, is the fact that you know you have really strong beliefs. You are a vegan, like you said, and I sure. know we make fun of vegans here a lot, Chad, because I like a good steak. Um, but totally Hamish fine. isn't a dick about it, but you, you have, um, you have, uh, along, you know, along with that personal choice that you've made, uh, mm. you have a health, you were talking about training for your marathon earlier, but you sure. have a health journey, um, that you're going yeah. along with as well. Do you, do you want to kind of share that with people? And cause Man, I, I love it incredibly inspiring. It. Yeah. I love talking about it. I mean, it's, uh, I realize that it can bum people out a lot, <laughs> but, but I'm okay with that. No, no that's fine. I was bum people out. <laughs> Life isn't always um, beautiful. That's that's what makes it great when you overcome stuff. Yeah. Bum totally. everyone so, out. I, mean, <laughs> I was diagnosed with a, a chronic illness called multiple sclerosis. It'll be almost four years ago. Uh, I think it was May 16. So uh, mid-May, I'll be hitting four years on my diagnosis. But I mean, it's it's this big thing, right? I mean, there's no cure. Um, and for a lot of people, myself included, I mean, it can be a really scary thing to hear that you have this big uh, part of your life that you will never get rid of probably mm. um but you'll have to manage every day um but i will i will say this about it it's probably in this weird way the best thing that's ever happened to me i have since then I mean, like anytime something like this happens and this is i guess a lot of people who have these big life things happen they have um i guess this this thing that frames an enlightenment i guess this thing that pulls everything into focus and like, well, maybe this is important. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that, that definitely happened to me and I'm much happier for it. Yeah. I, <clears throat> so that, that was, um, I didn't even know that about you. I thought it was recent. <laughs> um, and no, then I saw no, you tweet about it and I was like, wait a minute, like <laughs> how long has this been going on? Um, yeah. You know, I think that that's, it's incredible that it's given you that perspective. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know. I think that it's I think that it's great. And I hope that if anyone out there has gotten a diagnosis or anything, you know, similar to what Hamish is going through, that he can be a source of inspiration. Um, I'll give you all of his uh, social media stuff at the end, but make sure you follow him and all that good stuff um, and you can vibe out together. So uh, yeah, you can, people can always contact me if they want to talk about it. I mean, it's uh, I don't it's, it's one of those things. And, and like a disease or topics that are unpopular, like, you know, animal welfare or veganism or any kind yeah, of things yeah. that are political in any way to some people. I love talking about them, but I realize there's a time and a place. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so um, it's just respectful and amazing. Sure. <laughs> so if I want to talk, uh, if anyone wants to talk about anything, um, just uh, hit me up. Yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, we talked about how you got in the games industry. We talked about why I think mm. you're amazing. Um, oh, you have so nice. a, a side project that you're sort of focusing on right now, and I'm not really sure how to pronounce the name correctly, so I'm going to let you do oh, yeah. it so I'll screw it up for you. Um, that's kind of my fault. I mean, technically the logo should be like N hyphen gone, um, but I mean, I'll explain the whole thing. So, I mean, for those people that I talked to before, um, if anyone's going to recognize my name or anything, it's probably in relation to the division. Yeah. 
um, which I've been working on since before announcement um, and has been a huge life and career changer for me. It's It's been awesome. Um, and based on that, I mean, if anyone's kind of followed our content, it's been what we've at least attempted to do is be as transparent as possible. We have our almost weekly uh, with only a few times that we failed to hold that down uh, a state of the game stream yeah. and we do daily streams and all that sort of thing we uh, i guess next week no actually the week after we'll be doing episode 90 of that state of the game stream which wow. is, is really cool and i i think it's um i'm really proud of doing that and if, if anyone you should knows, be i mean know, like <laughs> that's the the open line of communication into the process development sure, process I mean, that you all have had has been uh unbelievably refreshing compared to how some other developers approach things. I think it's great. I, I appreciate that, dude, because it's a, it's one of those things that's really important to me. I, I think a lot of times we can forget on both sides, whether you're a gamer or a developer, that um, we're kind of all trying to experience something that we love mm-hmm. um, in, in the same way. We're just coming at it from different angles, right? Um, so we don't often talk about our struggles in the ways that we should. Yeah. Right? Or struggles or successes, whatever. But we're not as we're not as open as we should be as um, this kind of co-production industry and gamer thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't want to get too technical on it, but it's no, uh, it's, it's fine, a, it's dude. A, it's, I love it. It's a frustration uh, for me, and I, I and if anyone, um, and I, I don't expect people to take it, you know, uh, at face value. But if you know people, you know that probably the people making those those games, um, uh, you know, that they, they don't like seeing people not enjoy negative comments. Yeah. One of the biggest, one of the big problems in the video game industry right now, almost, almost, I mean, and it's, it's beginning to kind of go down this whirlwind in a toilet in. And I think that this happens in almost every form of media at this point is it's just constant, like raging at things you don't like. And the people who are unhappy are so loud and it devolves into bullshit and the gaming industry, some things that have been highlighted late, lately have been like incredible amounts of sexism sure. and the death it's, threats, it's which blow my mind. Um, the yeah, fact I mean, that I've, re- I've can, received those. It's a it's not something I mean, I if any, this you is have the personally received death threats, Hamish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus I've received Christ. some horrendous shit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I guess the other benefit of my diagnosis is that I'm pretty salt immune. Um, but that shit's not okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, no one has to think that's okay ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, li- like you, this is one of my big frustrations with, uh, the current situation going on right now. We've seen it with, um, with all sorts of games. I know Blizzard came out and made, uh, made a statement about player toxicity, which was, I think, awesome and yeah. needed to happen. Uh, there's been other things. There was a medium blog post that went around about the cost of, um, doing business in the games industry. Yeah, it was. I don't know if you saw that one. There was a a, a tweet that got picked up about how um, this is why developers find it hard to talk to communities because of mm-hmm. player toxicity. And I'm not saying that I have the answer. And I, yeah. I, but but I do think it warrants some activities to try and have a conversation about it. And this is I I guess we're doing that right now, right? Yeah, I mean that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I think it's going to be the next biggest issue in, and I don't think using the term the industry is, is the right way, but in this kind of ecosystem of gamer and developer, I think it's going to be the next biggest thing that needs to be approached. Yeah. 
Yeah. So and, and segue. That's yeah. What we're that's what I'm saying. So is that the purpose of the the project that you've been working yeah, on? Yeah. So okay. Ingon is kind of a, a test bed where we get to uh, play around with having a different conversation with gamers. Okay. One of the things that um, we're focusing on is humanizing developers. So one of the things that always frustrated me, even before I was in the industry, is that I didn't know who made the games that I loved. I didn't. I didn't see them. I didn't know who they were, what they do, what they loved, all that sort of thing. So I was always trying to find that. Um, and that's what we've tried to do on the division. And I think we've done really well, Yeah. but we can, but we can continue to do more. And I think that's going to be where the big successes come for any of the big developers in the future. Um, so that's been one of our focuses. One of the other things that I think is missing um, is an understanding of how games are made and how actually vast and difficult yeah. they are to make. Um, so one of the things that we're going to be focusing on in the future, and actually I saw um, my buddy Oliver in chat, he's a programmer on Uplay, and we're going to be doing some educational content um, where he teaches people how to program, um, yeah. which is, I think, going to be really cool. And maybe even though I'm not a programmer, I've always come at things from the more creative art side. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll be looking at doing those sorts of things too. So concept art workshops and 3D art workshops and that sort of thing which will be, I hope, entertaining, but the education aspect for me is probably more important because I want people to see how these things are made. Yeah. One of the yeah. one of the things that I did, not to interrupt too much. Uh, no, please. Uh, early on when I started, like this was the, God, this was like four years ago, right? I, people mm. kept asking me about like, can you believe these motherfucking game developers, blah, blah, blah. I just don't know why they can't do X. And I was like, you know, my ill, uninformed consumer self was like, yeah, it's got to be easy. You just push the fix it button. Um, <laughs> right. but, you know, I'm a I'm a because of my background, I, I believe in educating myself before I make commentary on anything. Um, mm -hmm. So I sat down with um, I can't remember the website. It was like Khan Academy or uh, Code for Free or something. And I started to learn yeah. how to code. Right. Just nice. to be like, let me see how easy this actually is, you know? And so it, it's like most coding classes, it'll take you through like, you know, simple yes, no's up to like, here, mm -hmm. you're going to make a blackjack game and all this other shit. That's just totally. fucking hard. Dude, um, it's really hard. And there, Think there about how no... small a blackjack game is compared to like yeah. uh, the games that we play every day, right? Exactly. Um, so I, I gained a lot of, I guess, perspective and respect based off of doing that. Um mm. And it is it is incredible. And, and that's the thing. And I've I've brought this up uh, to deve other developers, other community managers that I've I've met in the industry, uh, the gaming, the gaming space. And I've I've asked them, you know, why don't you just talk about like, hey, this shit's really fucking hard. So <laughs> yeah. give us a break. And they're always right. like, well, you know, that's like complaining about your job. And I'm like. It's not complaining about your job. Like when you watch an Olympian <laughs> do some sure. sort of insane gymnastic shit uh, yeah. and then they mess up a little bit. You're not like, wow, what a shit you go. Oh, wow. This person, <laughs> uh, you know, this person is performing on the highest levels of their craft. And um, they still you know, did a backflip. Like they still, did a, they still did a ton of crazy shit. And it's you just it's really face, unfortunate that they didn't land the, you know, the triple backflip at the end. Uh, totally. as opposed to acting like that one moment is the entire performance. Mm. Uh, I think that uh, humanizing developers is something that you said. Uh, yeah. And uh, I personally think that 
for every industry going forward, that human connection with whatever mm. the the project or the process is, is going to become more and more overwhelmingly report, uh, important, right? Um, yeah. To me, uh, and this is another part of my background, I, I got a degree in uh, intercultural communication, which mm. is, uh, you know, essentially learning learning how to navigate business and society as you know i am an american culturally i'm an american i'm from the midwest you know i'm white uh you know i came from the middle class like these are all parts of my culture right sure um yeah and so intercultural communications is make first of all first step is to make yourself aware of where you're at okay and like you mm -hmm. look at that in a non-judgmental way so that you can look at everyone else and say what is your culture and how can i talk to you in the way that you're going to understand it in your context right and I think that in the games industry, uh, the thing that you've pointed out is there's this there's developer culture and then there's player culture. And right mm -hmm. now, nobody from these two cultures is openly talking to each other. That's what I see. Yep. Nobody no, is saying. 100 on that. Yeah. Nobody is saying like, as a player, here is how I feel. Um, and well, I guess they're saying that all the time. Right. And then the developer, like, I don't know. I don't know uh, if the converse, to me, a conversation isn't really a true conversation until you sit down across the, you know, across the table from someone else, look them in the face and actually speak. 100%. I think that's, that's one of the big problems, right? We have this thing where people are acknowledging, well, I guess we, we feel like we're acknowledging something, but we're not having that conversation. Pointing yeah. fingers isn't, isn't a conversation. Isn't a conversation. Yeah. And, Thank and you. don't get me wrong. I think, I think criticism where criticism is due is totally healthy, right? Negativity isn't a bad thing. Negativity yeah. where if it comes from a place of uh, trying to get better is, is awesome. And we've had the, and I use division as an example. We've had a lot of times when negativity is totally warranted and those conversations that we've had, around that have led us to where we're at with the game now, where we have 1.8 and the game is in a way better place than it ever was before. Um, that doesn't mean it's rave, perfect, getting right? rave reviews on 1.8. Yeah, it, it's killing it. Um, yeah. But there's a difference between negativity and toxicity, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, don't, I don't have to tell you that. I mean, you, no, you, that's uh that's actually a delineation. I haven't like really spelled right, out I mean, before. It's, it's been there subconsciously. Talk a little bit more about that. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I think it, it's one of those things that, um, I see people commenting online. They're like, you know, we, we keep saying this thing and you know, the games, the developers don't hear us. And I, I mean, look, uh, we probably take some responsibility for that. We don't let people feel as heard as they probably should all the time. So that's, that's not unfair to say, but to think that maybe developers, um, and this is an industry wide thing. Mm -hmm. Developers know everything that people are talking about. Yeah. Like they people are sitting at their desks looking on the Reddit, like on subreddits and that sort of thing. So, that's that's not the problem, but feeling like it's a, a conversation that's happening both ways is is something that we need to kind of try and fix. Yeah. Um, and again, okay. that's not a that's not a Ubisoft thing. That's that's just me speaking from a gamer perspective. Because uh, spoilers, we're kind of all <laughs> gamers. Big like, surprise! Like, Everyone's like, a gamer. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, no one that I know of, at least, and I've I've worked at now Blizzard and Ubisoft, and I did the indie stuff before that. I actually didn't talk about that before. Okay. Um, but no one, at least as far as I know, has gotten into the games industry because they thought it was a good idea to, to <laughs> make easy like, fucking I, cash I, money, right? Like right? just filthy like, rich are, in a day. There are better options yeah. <laughs> if that's your goal. Um, so there's there's so many people who sit there um, at work and they freaking 
I mean, I'll always be their biggest advocate because I know how much they care about what they do. And that's why, they, that's why they're doing it, right? Um, otherwise, they'll go and they'll program something else. Um, but that's, you know, get a government job or, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's, again, that, that difference between negativity and toxicity is one of those things that I think we need to embrace mm -hmm. because we can't have those conversations that matter if we just say, oh, well, you know, we want you to say only nice things all the time. That's not what yeah. we're saying. I mean, that's not what anyone's saying, regardless of where you're coming from in the conversation. Um, negativity is part of healthy conversation. Um, but when we have these things, and, and it's, it's happening on all parts of the internet now, and, you know, Twitch have updated their, their yeah, guidelines. Twitch, uh, Twitch and, is in the middle of um, updating their guidelines on the exact same subject. Exactly. And I think this is a really, really important time on, on the platform. Not, I mean, not just on this platform, but it's happening on every platform right yeah. now. You have um, YouTube. I don't know if you saw, uh, I'm, I watch a lot of vlog content but sure. casey neistat is sitting down tomorrow with the like the main dude at youtube to talk about what's going on on that platform so that's wow. gonna be really interesting um it's that's it's it's an <laughs> interesting time is, across uh, all platforms everyone's making the move right everyone's finally making the move and after three years they're finally saying like oh i guess we need to talk to right our consumers about our product uh yeah <laughs> And, yeah, and, right? and you, th there are a few people that stand out um, as like, obviously, the division has done this for a long time, right? Um, yeah. You weekly developer stream since the games come out. Um, yeah. Warframe. I was going to say digital extremes. Digital are probably, extremes yeah, with I, Warframe have huge on it. done they're the awesome. same thing. Uh, and I think yeah. that when you look at communities uh, in the gaming space that have really strong develop strong and honest developer communication about positives and negatives stuff mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily uh you know uh <laughs> stockholder pr whitewashed right and yeah yeah you know when people actually come out and say like hey like you know this is bad and we know you don't like it and we're working on it things like that mm -hmm. um you can really see that they have really positive and engaged communities because they have a face to attach to the brand of the game um, yeah, it's, it, I think it's I think when you get that, so that person telling you it's important. Yeah. Right. You, uh, whether it's, um, oh my God, I feel really bad because I used to work there. Um, <laughs> Overwatch director. Oh my God. What's his name? Uh, uh, Kaplan. Okay. Kaplan. When he did the, um, when he did the statement about this whole thing, it was received, I mean, negatively by some people, sure. But mm -hmm. I think it was such a positive step to actually, and they do, they do this really well. So we, we talk about Warframe and, um, digital extremes doing it really well. I think the developer updates on Overwatch have been incredible. Yeah. Um, and I've been really, really happy to see Blizzard going in that direction as well. Um, and and Ubisoft have been doing a great job on this too. For Honor have their weekly live streams and all that sort of thing. But all of these, the, the common thread that runs through any kind of positive interaction is that there's a person showing up, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's I think that's pretty telling that all of these issues that we might have are only really solved when we talk about it as people, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, and I was listening to the last Ask Broman uh, when I was out for my run this morning. And the common thread that I had uh, that was running through everyone's concerns about basically everything is that people are at the core of it, yeah. right? Um, if you want to be successful on a platform, it needs to be the people attached to you as a person, not because you're like playing a specific game, but if you want to be successful or have anything positive happen people need to know who you are 
Um, and actually, before I forget, uh, I was listening to it this morning, and there was someone called Breathing Thin Air mm-hmm. on it. Um, and one of the things that I really wanted to say was that um, there's this really interesting part of this, this person's life, and I don't know if Breathing Thin Air is listening to this right now, but um, to connect to someone as a person, it doesn't necessarily mean that your whole brand needs to be narrow, like. Um, I'm a gamer, so I'm going to play games. Uh, Breathing Thin Air said that they were in a barbershop chorus, and I used to do competitive barbershop singing, and I was like, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's, my, that's my jam. I want to go to this guy's channel, and I want to see uh, him vlog, them practicing, like, all of their stuff. I want to go see these competitions. and mm-hmm. Like, your brand doesn't need to be one thing. If, if you're wanting to be authentic to yourself, let people know these other parts of your life and and get that on camera and get people to connect with that because it doesn't always need to be uh where i'm a gamer and i'm twitch streamer and i'm showing people this separate thing you might even have people from the barbershop community who are like oh this crazy good barbershop singer guy also plays games i'm going to come in it from that way yeah anyway that was a bit of a side but i know that's uh uh, i i feel bad that i i missed uh when we were talking i missed trying to incentivize that so breathing thin air if you're listening yeah. Yeah. Uh, please stream your barbershop quartet stuff. That's do it. Solid goddamn gold. I, that's a that's something that took me a long time to do as a content creator was mm. uh like realizing that I needed to uh like I was sanitizing my content right like I sure. was making all everything I ever talked about or thought about or or put out onto the internet was always about gaming right sure but i have other passions like i uh, fitness was a huge passion of mine until i got injured and i'm starting to get back on that journey um yeah food is a huge passion of mine um you know like scotch is a huge passion of mine <laughs> yeah. um you know i i have these um these these parts of my life that i basically just said this doesn't get to go on the internet because it doesn't fit my brand um yeah and uh <laughs> something that i've been i guess hearing and thinking about lately is like your brand is basically your reputation like your personal brand is who you are it's personal it's everything um i think when people think about brand they think about logos and they think about font styles and they think about messaging points which is all well and good when you're operating a business but the heart and soul of any brand is you as a person if it's just you or the people of your your company definitely i think i find it i i and I think this is true for a lot of people. I find it really easy to connect to creators or vloggers or any any of that when they're being their most authentic. And that that's a, a global thing, right? And to yeah. be truly authentic, you need to be showing not just this one limited part of yourself. Um, so I, I would encourage anyone who's uh, looking down that um, content creation kind of thing that they want to do, don't limit yourself. Let people know who you are. Uh, and again, we're trying to do this like I said before, for developers as well. I mean, yeah. before I got into the industry, I just wanted to know who these people were. I didn't necessarily need to know about their games. I just wanted to see them, know who they like, what they liked, what their lives looked like. So, like in our latest vlog, for example, it's not a you know well-produced video. It's just me sitting down with some developers downstairs in our kitchen, having some coffee and talking about some things that we would just be talking about anyway. And I really want to show people that side of our experience because I don't think any developers are really doing that or showing that nearly enough. I got you. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Deej so. drink a milkshake. 
Yeah, well, right. Like, like like developers in the kitchen getting coffee, Hamish. Make it make it happen. Well, I mean, it, it's not. I, <laughs> I think we, it'd be a great. We, you could get Jerry. We Seinfeld kind of joke about it, right? Yeah, that, I was thinking about that this morning. Like that's that's. I, I kind of thought about it like kind of as a joke, but the Seinfeld thing is that precursor. Yeah. To to showing that people just want to see. Uh, these other parts of these people's lives and you know they'll learn more about how game development works and all that sort of mm -hmm. thing but i just i just want to digest that stuff that's i mean that's yeah. my personal take on I it think at least that, i think that that's like like for me to to touch on this and to to like really drive this point home i've always been a, a fan of steve harvey right i've liked mm -hmm. the guy i think he's funny it's he he fucked up miss america and it didn't <laughs> ruin it didn't ruin his career and if you if you are the kind of person that can pivot off of that like you're mm -hmm. a, you're you're a good person like you have like goals and your goal sets aligned and like that's most people that would destroy them but not him and so they they bring they brought him on um you know comedians and cars getting coffee and, and him and jerry are just talking and Har and, mm -hmm. and steve harvey is just honest about like look i am literally just doing this now to pay my family's bills and to take care <laughs> of my kids and, and yeah. he, the, he, someone made a comment about his smile. He's like, the smile's going away after I don't have to make any money for my family. He's like, but five that's, more years that's and then real. this is gone. And that was, yeah. I, my, my respect for the man skyrocketed. Like, right? I was like, holy shit. Like, this guy is literally in it for a check right now. He's mm -hmm. good at it. And he's ready to be done. And I, I, I connected with that so much. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think all of us have that that feeling at one point where we're like, I can't wait to be done and like sure. take off this facade, okay. <laughs> you know, that I'm wearing to make everything effective. Um, but I, I think I think yeah. that's that's definitely the part of it. Like when you see those cracks in the facade, and like it's it's no secret that you know anyone selling anything is trying to put forward you know their best possible picture. One mm -hmm. of the things that I think is important is that we need to kind of and I mean. I'll, I'll plug the vlog again, but no, one of the things do. That, like, yeah, one of the I, things that we've done uh, on, like, I mean, I, I literally have next to no time to put these videos together every Thursday. Well, we've done uh, six or seven of them now, I think. Um, I have maybe two to three hours to record and post a video. And that's not, that's not a long time. So I don't have time to fuck around and, um, <laughs> you know, make it perfect. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. I think that's fine. I think it's okay. And, and even purposefully I've left, mistakes in there like for example when i was doing a microphone test i forgot to put the sd card in the recorder and i put that in the video because that's just what happens yeah right and it's not important that people see that but i think it also kind of shows that um that's that stuff happens and it's okay it's like, totally and it's, fine. and it's okay that you make mistakes like everyone's such everyone's living and and this this is what i feel like to go back to developer thing personally like i feel like this is the linchpin right it is so all it is all right in 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 normal life when someone fucks up all you want to you either want to see them fuck up and then be like mm -hmm. that was hilarious or if they fuck up you want to hear them be like, you know what I fucked up and I right. am sorry and the, mm -hmm. the I think a, a big driving point with a lot of communities and and a fear for a lot of developers is to come out and say we made a mistake yep. you know it's always this uh, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to be incredibly harsh, but like it's it's always this like PR wash, like we're listening and we took risks and do 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 do. But like you can just go, look, we made a mistake and our our, our player base didn't like this. So we're reverting yeah. it. And I think, yeah, I think that yeah. that would <laughs> from a purely dollars and cents standpoint, 
I feel like that conversation in the current environment <laughs> would drive so much more value to your company because suddenly you're the company that's not afraid to admit that they're wrong. Definitely. And everyone wants to work with a uh, with a company that knows how to admit a mistake and move on. Yep. You know. One of the things that that when you say that it reminds me of, um, and anyone again who's uh, from the division community, I see a few people around uh, in chat. But um, Yannick and I showed up and we did our stream before 1.4 when the game was probably at its worst with the 1.3 patch. Yeah. And if you go back and watch that, we were sad. We were really legit sad. Yeah. Like broke broken people. Um, and we came out and we said, you know what this. This part of the game sucks. This part of the game sucks. This part of the game sucks. Um, and here's what we're going to do. Well, actually, no. Tune in next week, and we're going to tell you what we're going to do to fix it. Um, but I think that that admitting is is really important mm -hmm. because I mean, gamers are too smart. They they know if something's gone wrong, right? Yeah. It's it's no no and no secret. You, and if you try and cover it up, like it it comes out eventually. Like when oh, for sure. when. I mean, and this, this has happened two or three times over the past year in the gaming space, particularly like everyone's like, I think there might be some trouble, you know, some organizational issues with the company. And then everyone's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then a story will break about how the, the company's glass door reviews have plummeted into the toilet. Everyone is, you know, people are writing reviews and saying everyone in the studio is fighting. The, there's no direction, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And now suddenly all this stuff that you were trying to PR manage and, and like, you know, put a no. seal on is getting blown off because can't do it. you're not the you aren't the gatekeeper to your information anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you know, any person can say anything. And yeah, like you can always poo poo it and say, well, they're liars. But not everyone is <laughs> a liar. No, exactly. I and mean, like you're going to get the truth eventually. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of people say, you know, all of those things about us, but, you mm -hmm. know, we'll still keep keep trying our best. I, th I think, Yeah. and I mentioned this earlier on one of the, the streams, and I think it's as relevant today as it is for anything, but I don't know if you remember, well, I don't know if you're a basketball fan at all, but when, <clears throat> when Kobe retired from the Lakers, in his leaving speech, he said something that it kind of hit at exactly the time in the division's dark days, let's okay. call them that, where... um. We're, we, it, just, it just rang so true. And like I said before, we're up to almost episode 90 of State of the Game. And we've always said that what we will do um, is we'll, we will be here not just to tell you good news. We'll tell you when there's bad news. And yeah. we'll tell you if we have no news, because I think that's important too, because otherwise you have a situation where the community is just sitting there going, what the fuck is going on? Right? Mm. So I think no news and bad news... Uh, a, a two things that need to be talked about but i would prefer to get someone telling me we don't have any news today mm -hmm. or we're not ready to talk about that just yet because otherwise people are just confused right but what kobe said in his speech was like he is more proud of the days where or, or the seasons when the, the lakers weren't at all successful and playing through those those dark times right mm -hmm. and I, I i'm not trying to equate my <laughs> what we've done on the division to an NBA career of like maybe one of the best in the game. I think that that's right? okay. Okay. If we'll, you want we'll, to. we'll leave it like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll retire my hoodie and we'll put it up in the rafters like Perfect. when we're done. Perfect. But, um, but that's, that, that's true. I mean, we will, we will stick it out. And I, I'm, I'm prouder of what happened around 1.3 and 1.4 than I am for showing up when we have good news. Cause that's easy. Yeah. That's really easy. Like showing up and basically 
um, you know, while it is unfair to say any community developers across the industry, you know, it's your fault that the game sucks. <laughs> it's also unfair to say, hey, you guys saved the game. We didn't save the game. The people making the changes saved yeah. the game, right? So, I mean, I'm. It's it's much. I, I look back much more fondly on the dark times. Overcoming something. Totally. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I. Th- <laughs> As a streamer, uh, oh man, it's about to get real as fucking here, chat. We've never mm. had this conversation. Um, uh, as a broadcaster, there is something that everyone assumes that we are like acutely ignorant of, <laughs> uh, but we are not. And that is uh, numbers, right? And I've talked about numbers a lot on the stream and how you should ignore them. But like, let me tell you the reality is, I am 100% fucking aware if I have a 90% retraction in my average viewership, which is something that has happened over the past year, especially after Destiny 2 um, did not deliver um, the way the community wanted it to. You go from 5,000 average concurrent viewers to 500. (laughs) That's a scary place. But I am more proud of myself for showing up every single day for those 500 people that gave so much of a shit about the the project and the product that I was still putting out, right? Mm-hmm. Um the the um that I uh, like it, it makes me appreciate everything else that I have so much more, right? Yeah. So I think that like learning to love um, at least from a standpoint of of like hard work, like appreciating the the time when you have to show up and you're, that is when you are investing in your product more than anyone else because you are the person who's believing it, right? You are the person who is believing that you can pull the shit out of the toilet or whatever. Um, you know, no more tailspin. Like your hard work and your investment in what you have is like that is when it matters. I relate to... Um, I, I don't know. I relate to <laughs> that comment that you made a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I think that learning to learning to look at situations like that that are incredibly difficult and hard uh, for it is looking at situations. I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> looking no. But at, I'm looking at situations like that that are incredibly difficult and hard to overcome. Um, like that is seeing those things as opportunity instead of mm. failure is huge and 100 percent. yeah yeah I, th- I think that that's one of the things that is, it's easy from an external perspective to forget man yeah i, I agree with chat real talk is, is happening now but i'm, I'm all about it yeah. uh, is that it's really easy to forget or think that the other person like in your case yourself or on our side like the developers that we don't know what's going on mm-hmm. like we're not ignorant to you know viewership or play accounts or you know, player sentiment or what conversations are happening on Reddit or what any of that. We we eat it up every day. Um, so to think that we probably sit at home and like don't give a shit. That's that's one hundred percent inaccurate. Um, so you I know you 100% get you get done agree. you get done with work for the day and you go home and you're just like nauseous. Because oh man, like the, the anxiety is yeah. Because you're like, how am I going to fix this? Like, what's going wrong? Like, is it ever going to get better? Like, you know, yeah. uh, I think that, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's it, a, it is a it is a point of shared pain. 
for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, what it all, I, I guess, and this is one of the, the things that I have to keep coming back to when, when shit gets dark, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's around things that go badly in terms of viewership for you, or we have like an issue in the game, which is like destroying our play account or, or anything, or people are just angry, is that like, it's never unfixable. And also games are just really fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that's what I come back to is like ga- games is, are so cool. And um, I, I guess I'm an unapologetic optimist at some point. Like I don't have time. I love for any that. Of these, like, like I don't have time for any of these conversations that people are having about, you know, this person said this and I, I, I don't like at all, um, you know, when, when people's content is eaten up, but because of the toxicity that maybe they're trying to manufacture or, or put out there, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. Um, and it makes me sad that maybe some people do, but I guess from our side, the people that want to have positive communities, positive content and enjoy games, or maybe it's not even games, but just enjoy life and, and whatever they're passionate about. Yeah. Just, just go and support those people that are having those conversations. And like I said, I, whenever we're talking about these sorts of things, it can often sound like we're trying to dismiss negativity. That's not the case. But don't give in to the easy toxicity that is just, you know, I mean, I play a lot of Dota, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be the hardest thing <laughs> is to kind of not yeah. get in, uh, all up in that shit talking. And it's, it, it's, um, it's like that in a lot of games. And it's a sad part of human nature. But uh, if people make that effort to just kind of get past it, uh, I think I think the industry would be much better for it. I would agree. I would also go so far as to say, fuck negativity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, I have a different perspective on that. Like, I think anybody who's playing a negative game is is the p- playing a financial short game. Like, congratulations. You made a lot of money in two years. Where are you going to be in 10? Right. Um, I mean, yeah, that's how exactly. I, I'm from the content creation side. I've I've been I've been paying attention to this for five years and uh, every single incredibly toxic person that has ever showed up has mm-hmm. blown up. And then everyone says, where like are these people? They're, well, they're permanent. They're never going to come. And then and <laughs> then gone. in two years, nobody knows who the fuck they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, so it, it's uh, negativity might might win you some quick popularity, but. Mm, being exactly, authentic. because it, it affirms like these negative thoughts that you're having, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. it's one of those things. It's, it's really easy to grasp onto negativity. It's so much easier for for a lot of people. But um, and like you said, there's this negative content creators, and, and every community mm-hmm. has it. But um, it's it's not helpful to even yourself, right? It, yeah. Like let, let's be selfish for a second. Like you say, if you're the content creator looking to make it big sustainably, that's not a good way for you to do it. Not like, at all. <laughs> like criticism's totally fine, but I mean, uh, we've had in any community that I've I've worked in, there's obviously toxic people, and we kind of, I don't know, to be blunt, have the power to ignore, not necessarily what they're saying, because if their toxicness comes from a valid point of negativity, mm-hmm. that's totally okay. But we also have the power to talk to people who are being relevant in their criticism. Right. Gotcha. So, I mean, if you want to work with a developer, this is, I guess, a, a small point of no, practicality from the development side. If you want to work with a developer, be critical. That's not a problem. But make sure that you're being respectful. Huge point. Right? <laughs> mm. Huge point. <laughs> because we, we don't have to work with toxic people that are disrespectful. Because there are so many people out there who are respectful, critical, and uh, we can have those conversations with them instead. And yeah. they're far more productive. 
yeah. far more productive. I am I am a huge fan of that point in particular. <laughs> if you um so so thank you so much for taking time to talk. We're gonna try and get like a couple of questions in here. Sounds good. Sounds um, good. I gotta hit off on the stick, so let's uh, let's let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we're gonna we're gonna try and do rapid fire questions here uh from folks. So let's grab this guy. This is Sunday Fun Player. How you doing, bud? All I need you to do is unmute your microphone and we'll be ready to go. Thank you so much for taking time Hello? to chat. Hi. Hey, what's up, Sunday Fun Player? How you doing, man? <laughs> so, uh, um, I'm kind of nervous right now. Don't okay. be nervous, man. You're all good. Uh, Me too. Um, Me too. <laughs> happy Sunday. Okay, fine. Yeah. Hello from, from Finland, actually. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, um, anyways, um... Actually, I don't know what I'm going to say. Anyways, um, hi, I'm Sunday Fun Player, uh, known as Hello. John, of, of course. Okay. Um, I'm 24. Um, so well, basically that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a few few like um questions. Of sure. Course. Um, so uh, but you mentioned uh something about uh on previous broadcasts about the um like content and what the streamers actually wants to um do sure mm-hmm. and like um how could i put this um like the problem is that like uh, i'm from finland so my uh language is basically finnish sure so and like um there's not like not so many uh Finnish streamers and the community is like they they're like um, I don't know to it's like nobody actually listens or like watches Finnish streams okay. so basically I want to stream in uh, in Finnish but as you can see my English kinda is uh, stuttering and sometimes that's fine I have I, I, have, I don't think I have my problems. But also, I've I've really um I'm kind of shy. I don't know. Sure. What I'm, uh, what I want to play or uh like um. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like it's like I I, I don't know. I uh, I actually streamed last night uh some Path of Exile, mm-hmm. and it was a bit like um stuttering and the content uh, whatever, but. I don't know how to ask. All right. Let me, let me, let me answer the question. I think you're getting at, and I think there's a couple of them. One, um, as far as being self-conscious, all right. Um, as far as being self-conscious and, and having, you know, trouble talking and being shy, uh, I only know one way to get over that. It's the same way I got over it. And that's to keep talking to absolutely everyone you can all the time. Immerse yourself, be Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I like to be my myself, of course, but like, like my English, and I want to like. So here, here's here's the next thing I'm going to say. I'm going to interrupt you. Fuck okay. your ability to speak English. Um, yeah. And I've said this. To, <laughs> I've said this <laughs> okay. to. Okay. I've said this to a lot of other uh, individuals that have come on the stream uh, that have a different first language than English. Uh, Everybody thinks that English is the end all and be all language for making content. And I get it. A lot of the content that you see out there is made by English speakers for English speakers. And you see a lot of second language English speakers. And I get that. Um, Mm. What a lot of people are missing is 
this there's that means that there is a massive opportunity there is a huge empty white space for people who speak in your in your case finnish if there are not if there's not a lot of gaming content out there designed and and spoken you know in finnish then that means mm-hmm. you can be the only player in the space or you might be the 10th player in the space whatever yeah being number 10 is better than being number 10 million uh okay, okay. i would i would encourage you to make content in your first language that's okay that's okay. my okay. Yeah. advice yeah i've heard uh in uh, other uh broadcasts you've mentioned something about that so uh, yeah hamish this, do you have uh, anything to, to add on here yeah i've got i've got one little thing uh to add on here it's it, it's one of those things that um i guess i i had as well i was super uncomfortable making videos and streams for the division early on uh and it wasn't a language thing it was just you know a, a cameras you know were kind of freaking me out mm-hmm. um but the only way to get kind of past that is to do it fail put it out there and move on to the next one right mm. and you, mm. i don't i don't feel like it's necessarily something that you get better at that's not really the point the fact is that you just get more okay with it and then your authenticity <laughs> shines through i don't think english might even be your problem mm-hmm. because your english mm-hmm. is pretty freaking great it's way better than my finish my finish is non-existent um <laughs> yeah well yeah finnish is actually the one of the hardest uh languages in, oh, the, in the world so i know I, I should know so. swedish by now but i i do not uh, the, um i just just before I, I finish one of the things that's been really inspirational for me um there's a video by a vlogger that i follow called peter mckinnon and he has this really good recent video that he released called uh, I, I can't remember what it is but the message in it is that it's better done than perfect so don't worry mm. about being the best straight away mm. or anything. Just get shit done. Whether that's a I'm stream just... or a YouTube video, just make sure that you yeah. produce and then move on and get better. Okay. Okay. I, I see. I mean, I'm just getting into into all, all of this because I'm just uh, I'm a little uh, like small streamer, just yeah, beginning sure. stuff and, you know, um, kind of figuring out what I actually want to stream. I I was uh, I'm a big fan of Destiny. That's why I actually um started to um follow uh you bro man okay. and because your um community is I know it's it's something. And, <laughs> Thank you. Um what else? I I don't know. I'm just uh, too shy. I, I don't actually I just enjoy playing Mm-hmm. playing and and then the problem is that even if i play i i still want to uh start streaming but then i think i'm like i don't know like do i actually get any views i you know you know you just talked about the numbers right yeah. so i'm just uh, like there's there's a small community between mm-hmm. me and my few friends of course they tune in but then i actually you know i have this like numbers issues like mm-hmm. you you had i i think so you had um sure pre- previously i mean it doesn't it doesn't matter about the numbers like i had that conversation because like i'm aware of it but the important part and and this is uh well i'm i know hamish is kind of on a time schedule and i want to try and get as many people in here as possible so i'll leave you with this sure. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the the point of your you growing your community or you streaming or you doing whatever the fuck it is that you do on the internet needs to be the people who actually show up not the people who aren't there should you strategize on how to grow grow your community 
Absolutely. But I think that people mm. spend 90% mm. of the time focusing on the people who aren't there and 10% of the time focusing on the people who are. Uh, and I think that oh. you need to flip that. You need to spend 90% oh. of your time focusing okay. on the people okay. who show up every day. And you need to spend, you know, 10% of your time figuring out how to grow. So um, you yeah. su suggest that I should uh, stream more in uh, Finnish than English. And yes. like, like 100%. Like say that I put it in your title. Say what, you know, like I, I focus on what I actually uh, want to play and what what I actually do. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So to anyone who might be listening to this podcast, can you let them know where they can find you on Twitch and um, uh, Twitter and any of that place? Okay. Um. Um. Here's just uh. I'm. I'm on. Um, on Discord, of course, uh, Sunday, uh, with Sunday Flump, Flump Player. <laughs> oh sure. um, on Twitter, uh, at Neroko with a C. Okay. I can I can write it down on... on In chat. chat. Yeah, that'll be helpful um, for our, our keeper. I do not have uh, YouTube right sure, now. Sure, that's fine. I'll, I'll figure out that. And yeah, I think that's... Uh, and of course, in Twitch, we uh, are... Um, Sunday fun player. So I think I'll be streaming tonight also. So fantastic. So everyone should tune in. Yeah. I I, I would love to, but <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> no, it's all good. I uh, wish you, thank you I wish Sunday you, fun uh, player. I I wish you good um Sunday and Yeah, absolutely, man. Same to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, you man. Have a good yeah, one. Peace love, dude. I like the I like the point that you made about how much time do you have left, Hamish? Uh, probably got about ten minutes. Ten minutes, okay. We'll yeah. probably we have one more person. I like cool. the point that you made about uh, <clears throat> just getting it done <laughs> and mm. getting it out there. That's yeah. so huge. It's something I'm a huge believer in. Like, just yeah. get it done. Just put it out. You know. Yeah, I'll probably tweet out that the video after this because it's a it's a really important one. I think it's a it's one of those things we we try and be perfect way too quickly. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. it's it's better to produce and improve than it is to never produce and try and be perfect mm -hmm. mm. all right uh so let's grab this guy he's been hopefully he will be all set up he's been hitting me up in dms and stuff for a long time so what's up uh smiggly big lead your name's really long and it's hard to read <laughs> never never can get it right what's up guys how you doing how are good. you good good let's uh i'll keep it fast too because i only got a few minutes as well um <laughs> So ever since I was last on, I think back in episode 16. Um, yeah, it's been a I while. Stuck, yeah, I stuck with the, uh, went to a wizard stream. So I streamed in like a wizard costume and stuff. Okay. Try to keep it a little <laughs> different. Yeah. Um, we do wizard stuff too. Like we drink on stream called Dizzy Potions and a lot of other uh, analogies and stuff like that. <laughs> nice, but, fun. Um, I got to the point where I grew to 70 followers and got the email for affiliate status. Sure. But I only stream three nights a week. Yeah. Um, maybe about four hours at a time. And I don't want to accept it and prevent myself from not streaming on Facebook Live anymore. Sure. But then again, I like the element of being able to start making emotes for the community and getting an extra level of interaction. Sure. Um, just want to see if you thought it was a good investment. Like, I don't want to do it for do the money, clearly. Do you want my clearly. honest opinion? Yeah, go ahead. My honest opinion is, uh, and this kind of goes back to conversation that we've been having um, about sponsorship that's kind of been recurring. Everybody wants to get little happy badges on their on their fucking belt that said, like, I'm good enough. And I feel like affiliate status on Twitch 
gets treated like that a lot. Like yeah. you get your I'm good enough badge and then you you want the next badge and the next badge and the next badge. And it becomes about chasing this recognition, this external recognition that your content has value. Um, I don't really think right now for anyone who's growing their their channel, unless there's some sort of astronomical growth curve happening on, on Twitch for you, that signing the affiliate contract and locking all of your content, um, <clears throat> locking all of your content to Twitch is a good idea when you're starting out, uh, okay. especially when you have Facebook making huge plays in the mm. gaming space. Mixer is still on its come at, come up. Microsoft has not even begun to leverage that platform. Um, you know, I, I think that signing a contract that says for the next year or whatever, I will put all my content on this platform and give up on every other platform because that's what they're asking you to do. I think it is a mistake. Okay. And there is and, no uh, trade-off. There's no emote. There's no nothing that you could do on Twitch that is so unique and special that it is worth putting your content there exclusively at your size right now. That's my opinion. What do you think, Hamish? I mean, I am not really qualified to talk about it, to be honest. Okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we're kind of uh, on the developer side. We're in that weird um, no man's land. We have like this weird faux partnership thing and um, it's... Yeah, it's, a, it's probably something I, I probably shouldn't even talk about. So um, I agree. I got you. Hamish can't talk perf uh, with a preferential direction towards any platform, I'm sure. No, um, it's, it's not even that. I just, okay. I'm just i not qualified to talk about it. Okay, I've yeah. never gone down that road, so it's a it's it's something that you should talk about yeah, much I mean, more and, than I and, should. And let me, like, to give you a really practical example of this, um, <laughs> Mick Smigglesworth nailed it. There you go. Um, <laughs> to give you a really practical example of this, uh, the Guardian Con channel was partnered on Twitch so that we could monetize it and generate more revenue for the charity. We felt uh, when we signed that contract, we weren't allowed to multi-stream on Mixer, Facebook Live, uh, uh, YouTube, Twitter, ev everywhere else we wanted to put it. Uh, and so we were like, you know, the value prop of this is that we will make so much more money on Twitch with this sub button that it's worth not streaming everywhere else. Uh, so we sat down and we had a meeting and we were like, are we going to keep this monetization on our channel or are we going to walk away from it? Um, <clears throat> are we going to walk away from this and uh, and potentially and you leave the possibilities open? And ultimately, we decided to walk away. And because we did that, we now have opportunities that were not present before. We're currently working with Mixer to develop a, a, a true to form charity event uh, on their platform to run in tandem with Guardian Con. And uh, we're working with uh, some creators that have moved over to Facebook to start fundraising over on Facebook for Guardian Con as well. So we would have shut off two revenue sources for the charity if we would have signed that contract. Um, and that, I mean, this is a high level play. We're talking about millions of dollars, but I believe that it works in a practical sense as well. Locking okay. your uh, until you are making so much fucking money or you are growing so fast on one platform um, that signing makes sense. You should. I don't think you should do it. OK, that's wonderful information. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's how I, um, I can say that I've been doing restream for probably about five months and mm -hmm. Twitch is the one that gets the most attention. Sure. Out of YouTube, Mixer and Facebook. It's I still really early, Facebook, man. But 
Yeah, it, it is. 100% is. Um, do you, uh, by chance, have any thoughts on how I can start attracting more people on Facebook? Because I think it's just like, unless your stream gets shared, you, you're only going to attract like your friends list. And that's sure, Facebook good. advertisement is insane. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, is it so is. cheap and easy you could you could spend two dollars every time your stream goes live and and 500 people could look at your stream that's a good idea um it it, it is like pennies you can spend so little money and get so much uh i i advertise this podcast on facebook for about 20 dollars every time i reach uh release an episode and every time i do that i get like uh 1500 more organic listens to the podcast and i'd say five percent of them stick so it is it is worth it all right cool I'm going to hop on off and let Elemental get a chance to get in here. Okay. Um, appreciate both y'all's time. Thank you, chat. Love you. I will be live tonight at Mick Smigglesworth. Mick um, Smigglesworth. That's right. You can find me on all socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mick Smigs. A little shorter, but all right. nonetheless. Cool, Thanks, cool, guys. Cool. Thank you. Good luck, dude. All right, Hamish, Later, you got man. time for... Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I drug, I drug out Hamish. Oh, shit. Uh, Hamish, you got time for one more really quick one? Yeah, let's do a rapid fire. Let's all right, go. rapid fire. Elemental, what's up, man? We got to we got to go quick because Hamish is he's got to run soon and I want to let him shout his stuff out. <laughs> uh, hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, sure. What's you. up? Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, all right. How about you guys? I'm Pretty doing good. fantastic. Um, I've got a question for Hamish. Me all right. Yeah. So worth it. <laughs> all right. I'm excited. Um, I'm still in school at the moment and I'm doing computer science, hoping to get into the gaming industry. Awesome. And my like thoughts were because going into college and stuff for the next few years yeah is should i focus hard on the gaming side of computing or should i focus on computing in general to be honest and uh ollie and chat will be able to give you better advice on that because he's a, a programmer but the one piece of advice that i have on that is it doesn't really matter to be honest, like either of those are going to be really good fits for you. And universally against across all of the people that I've met inside the industry, the thing that sticks out is, yes, it's good to do these degrees. Like that, that's a really great idea. But in addition to that, the people that get hired are the people who do something a bit beyond that. If you have any personal projects you can work on, if you yeah. join an indie team and make stuff, make sure that you are always producing something that shows that you can complete yeah. and that you can make something. So I honestly think that whatever of those programs works best for you, they're both mm. going to work, right? Um, yeah. But make sure that you're doing something just that little bit extra to show that you're like a badass. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sound clock or anything, but I think I might have a slight step up on other people because I've got a lot of my family are in either the computing industry or the gaming sure. industry. So if like, I mean, that helps. One of my aunties, she's a web designer. Yeah. And then... One of my mum's cousins, mm -hmm. he's Leslie Benz's. So he's the guy that used to um, produce the Grand Theft Auto series. Well, there you go. So, I mean, yeah, you already you already have that. And I'm not going to lie, like networking and making friends in the industry is also mm -hmm. part of it because obviously any kind of business is about the people that you work with. Um, and mm -hmm. that can that can always help you. Um, but I, I would totally recommend making sure that um, you work your butt off because I, there there's also that um perception that if you finish yeah. this degree there's going to be a job waiting for you mm -hmm. that's yeah. not necessarily how it works <laughs> no um the and like, like i said before i don't have a degree 
And there's a, there's a lot of people who work on development that do not have degrees. So that's a really good part of the puzzle to fill in. And I would recommend mm. that you do it. I wish I had done it, but make sure that you're doing a little bit more than that. And I would yeah. totally recommend because these are the conversations that we'll be having over on our channel. We have a lot of developers and we have a lot yeah. of developers on our discord that want to talk to people like you about this um, because we want right. to make sure that we yeah. provide advice to people like yourself. So uh, I'm excited to continue this conversation, man, because uh, yeah, we want to help people like you. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, definitely. I'll hop over next time. Yeah. The the other yeah. thing that I, I want to bring up, especially since you talked about how you have such a deep network, which is incredible. Um, mm -hmm. You really do need to prove yourself to be exceptional because yeah. the kickback that you're going to get because of your network is this motherfucker is just getting this job because he knows so and so. <laughs> Um, 100%. And, and if you prove yourself to be exceptional, that conversation mm. will last a week wherever you're at. If if you don't, yeah. th it'll follow you forever. So really put in that extra work uh, to show that you would have got the job either way um, so that you can overcome that. I, I've, I've watched people's network work against them before. And I like that's just a pitfall that I think you need to be aware of going forward. Good point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know 100% that I'm not the best. I mean, even in my class, like, uh, sure, just have to have to summer last year, we did a um, gaming programming mm -hmm. sort of set. Some of my mates, they made Street Fighter S games, um, mm -hmm. Mario S games. I, I, sat, I sat down, put 30 hours into an 8 bit Space Invaders game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, well, this is this, yeah, it's on, on still in the development, but yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Here's the it's thing. I, I would recommend like you finish that and you move on to the next one. And actually the point um, that I want to make is actually a point that Broman made, I think, in the last one, is that you we you need to think about where you want to be. If you want to be the best in your class, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. There, there, mm -hmm. there literally is nothing stopping you other than making sure that you spend that extra time. And this, it's a universal truth. If you want to be the best yeah. at something, it's just about how much you care about it and how much time you put in. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. I could be like a gigantic bodybuilder, but I would rather spend my time playing games. Like it's, yeah. it's the only thing stopping me from doing that is that I don't care enough to do that. Mm -hmm. Now I care enough to train for this marathon. That's, that's something that I care about. If you care enough about being the best programmer in your class or what, you know, even just personally better, it's about yeah. making those small sacrifices. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah, you know, playing a game for an hour, if you stop doing that, there's an hour more you can put towards something else that's going to, yep. you know, help you out. Yeah. Huge. I mean, definitely know about putting time into things because mm. over the last four years, I've dedicated about four hours a week to a martial arts and I got my black belt in it last week. There you go. Congratulations. That was a massive achievement for me. Yeah. It's massive. Biggest thing I've ever done. Nice. And I'm proud of it. And it's like, you should make like, oh, yeah, it's only four years. It's like, yeah, it's four years. But it's, well, yeah. You, you already know the type of thinking that you need, right? So yeah. it's just yeah. asking that yourself that question is programming and getting your foot in the door at these at these uh, studios as important to you as that? Because if it is, then you're going to have to work as hard or harder. Yeah. If it's not, that's totally fine, too. That's but that's that's all, that's on you. That's on you. Hmm. I mean, the importance, it's, that is the only sort of future thing I've ever really thought about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm planning on staying in school till I get a decent idea. So college, then uni, hopefully. For sure. Yeah, yeah you got this, yeah. man. If it's your priority, you'll do it. Absolutely. Okay. I couldn't agree more. Cool. Uh, you want to let everybody know where they can find you, Elemental? 
Um, they want to track yeah, your journey. And <laughs> yeah, me and I'm Elemental2503, pretty much everywhere. Not on Facebook, but Twitch. I have tried streaming on Twitch a few times. Uh, Wi-Fi is not helpful, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I always give it a go. Uh, Instagram, don't really post much on there, but hopefully as I go mm-hmm. on, I'll put stuff up on there. But yeah, that's about it. Awesome, yeah. dude. All right, dude. You have a great day, uh, Elemental. Cheers. Bye, man. You too. All right, Hamish, I know you got to run. So let everybody know where they can find you everywhere and all your projects that you're working on. This has been a lot of fun. I actually would love to talk for hours more and hopefully we can do this again at some other point. I would Um, love to. (laughs) Awesome. Because, I mean, I I literally have so much more to say. But uh, if you want to find me to to harass me, I'm just at Hamish Boat on Twitter. But um, this new project I'm working on, which uh, Elemental, I I really hope you come by and we can continue this conversation because we would love to help people like yourself. We'll be providing educational content. um, And Ollie, who was in chat, will be – he's – taught programming before so you'll be in good hands i, pr- I promise but we're um ngon on twitch so twitch.tv slash ngon that's n-g-o-n like a polygon with n amount of sides if you're an algebra nerd um we are ngon gaming on twitter we are ngon gaming on soundclouds we've got a bunch of podcasts if you're Beautiful. interested in developer perspectives and also other perspectives we've had the managing director of massive on there we've had narrative people we've had toby who is the premier broadcaster of the dota internationals there's a, there's a lot missing of out on this shit dude i'm gonna, so, <laughs> gonna be getting in there. We've, we've kind of been going under the radar for now so um yeah but what we're trying to do is uh is keep it on the on the dl and and grow it as super organically Organic, as we can. Yeah. so but um do come by because we want to talk more about how we can get uh more people like yourself in development and also that developer and gamer conversation that needs to happen i want it to happen there um yeah. and that's all yeah well, I, I am I am incredibly grateful for you taking time out of your data to, to come speak with us, Hamish. So it's been so much fun. Yeah, if you if you aren't um, and I think that I think the takeaway from this episode is if you are a developer or a future game developer, it sounds like Hamish has the perfect project for you to be involved with and uh, some absolutely uh, fantastic content over at Ngon and uh, gone N G O N. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the future of that project, man. And if you ever need anything from me, I'm I'm here. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would love if, uh, and I'm going to put you on the spot. But if uh, if we could have you on the podcast, I would love that. Fuck yeah! All right, done. <laughs> Commitment. There you go. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. I'm going to do. I'm going to sign off here and say goodbye to Hamish. Um. <clears throat> thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I had a great time. Thank you for calling in and and God, we had so many questions and great conversations. Uh. If you could do me the greatest favor in the world and review the podcast or let me know what you think on Twitter or anywhere else, I'm at Professor Broman everywhere. We do this podcast live Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday on twitch.tv slash Professor Broman. I hope you'll come by and ask a question. The whole point of this podcast is to make sure that if you are a content creator of any kind, you have a location and resource uh, to grow and get actual answers to the questions that everybody has. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. Peace.